again this morning. Well, I can't get the songs out of my head now. My surrender. Oof. Great choices. God, thank you for leading Abby through those choices this week. What a wonderful, wonderful connection we had this, this morning with Jesus. This morning, we just have a few announcements I'd like to cover with you this morning, and we'll get transitioned right into our messages this morning. Um, just a couple of heads up things in our normal announcements, but to, uh, today, actually, Linnea is going to be sharing uh, briefly about the Northwood Pregnancy Center in Bemidji. If you'd like to give an offering to the Pregnancy Center, please make checks out to uh, TCC and in place of the envelope indicating a Pregnancy Center and place it in the offering boxes. And we'll talk about those in a moment, but those are in the back of the sanctuary here. Uh, and also, just another reminder, we do have nursery available. We have Children's Church ready to rock for preschool through seventh grade kids during worship service, if you haven't already sent them that direction. Wednesdays, we have Touchpoint with Pastors Steve and Joyce Pump at 9 a.m. Um, see, the title this week is going to be God's Direction When You Don't Know. God's Direction When You Don't Know. See that on our, uh, the link on our website, tenstrikecommunitychurch.com. Again, Wednesday nights, we have Amplified Youth. We've got some fun activities planned in the next couple weeks. It's going to be exciting. Kids' activities, women's Bible study is on break as well. So we don't have those things going on, but Amplified Youth is there. Um, we're looking for somebody to help out with elementary kids if you're interested and you feel that's a service that you'd like to offer. Please contact Kathy Cootley at 218-586-2365. Um, we've got a couple other events scheduled out. Uh, Sunday, December 17th, we'll be having a special TCC youth-led Christmas service. That's going to be fun. I've gotten a chance to see a little bit of their practice. It's very neat and cute. Love it. Sunday, December 24th, we have a Christmas, con Christmas concert led by Ken and Chantel Dudley and, on, and Ben Didneen. Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve morning, a concert led by Tim and Kathy Pomp. I'm hearing wonderful things about that as well. We just pray for all of that um, coming up and that all things God will be glorified. It's going to be a fantastic time. Again, check out our website for further details. A couple other announcements. You're invited to Figuring It Out, that's quote-unquote, the Acoustics Band performance on Friday, December 8th at 7 p.m. at Walker Community Church. That will be a pretty good concert. I've heard great things. A free will offering be taken uh, at the door to bless uh, Love Cradle International Ministry at that time. Any announcements that I'm missing at this point? Anything that I'm missing? Okay. Um, I wanted to share with you a brief scripture leading into offering this morning. And in all honesty, it's one scripture that God just pointed out to me and it, how it applies to anything else other than who you are and who we are in Christ. That's what it is. It's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Chapter 2, verse 8. For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for God, good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Something to meditate on. When you get a moment, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, meditate, look at it, look at your value in Christ and the grace he's given us and how we're saved. This morning, let's bow our heads for offering. Father God, this morning's offering we give to you. Father, that it can be used to further your way, your word, your gospel. That the church body here is the church body built for you, Father. 
that we've made, we are glorified through you. We are sanctified through you in the sacrifice that Jesus made. And we want to be able to share that with the world, share the gospel. So whatever is given today, we just ask that your will be done, that your blessing is held upon it, and that it can be again used to show people your love, Father, and your grace. And as in Ephesians, our faith, Father, our faith in you is our salvation. In your wonderful, miraculous name, amen. Again, the boxes are in the back as you feel so led this morning. You want to come on up, sir? All right. Did I miss something? <laughs> a little spontaneous, but we have the chance to send a Christmas greeting to Josiah and Mandy as they're on their overseas internship. So uh, I think we'll be out back with this piece of paper afterwards. They would love, they're far from home. They would love to see your signature uh, just joining us and wishing them a Merry Christmas. So if you see us coming at you, get your pen out, all right? Thanks. Thank you. Oh, that'd be amazing. Thank you so much. And I'd like to introduce Linnea. Come on up. Appreciate you. Thank you for sharing. I'm thinking either mic. Not sure. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> we still awake? All right, so for those of you who don't know, I have the privilege of working part-time at Northwoods Pregnancy Center, and it is such a privilege, let me tell you. And I'll share just a little bit about that. Um, but first, I want to share some big news. I don't know if you guys have seen the, I guess it's not quite as new of a location. It's been there a couple years, um, but it's a beautiful building. It's right across from CVS in Bemidji. And so I'm sure many of you have driven past it, um, but we are actually doing a capital campaign to buy the building. So we have been renting it up until now, um, and so we want to stay there. We've seen just an astronomical increase of clients just each year, each month. It just it has gotten crazy. Um, they had only three staff, and they had to hire three new staff, including me, to keep up with how busy it's been. So it's been really great. Um, and so I'll give a little bit more details about the capital campaign. But before I do that, just show just a one-minute video here to kind of showcase the building a little bit for you.
that just gives you a little bit of an idea, but I would really encourage any of you to stop by and take a look. It's, it's not just the building. The atmosphere is just so much peace. The presence of God is there. One of the biggest things that we have clients say is, I feel safe. <laughs> I feel at home. Um, I feel welcome here. And so, and they keep coming. They just keep coming because it's just home for them. So we really feel that it's important that this building stay the building for Northwoods Pregnancy Center because it just serves us so well. Um, so a few of the things, just have to look at my time here. Um, a few of the things that we do, and I could go on and on about all we do, and I'll actually be in the back with some more information if you want more after the service. But just to briefly give you an idea, um, you saw an ultrasound machine on there. That is a huge and important thing that we've been able to start offering more and more for our clients, and especially abortion-minded clients. You'd be surprised how many clients come in, um, and that ultrasound really makes a difference. Within the last couple months, we've had four babies' lives saved from seeing the ultrasound and deciding that it was a real human life. So that is, that is something to clap for. So we are just so privileged to do that. Um, and so, and, but not only for crisis pregnancies, we've had lots of people who are happy to be pregnant that have ultrasounds, people who are concerned who have ultrasounds. So all different kinds um, of clients that are coming in to see us. And so we also offer like pregnancy and other testing. Um, one of the main things that we do offer is it's called the HOPE program, which is an educational program where clients can come in and we have like state-of-the-art video, educational videos that we show them and they meet with a client advocate like myself um, and we go through the lessons and they have just like a worksheet and we really dive into the information and it's anything from pregnancy and birth to parenting to life skills to uh, Bible study material. There's so much different information that they can use and what they can use for, um, it's an earning program. So then they earn points and then we have a baby boutique where we have clothes and baby baths and toys and anything you would need for a baby all the way to size 3T or for toddlers. And so I like to tell my clients when they come in that essentially anything and everything they could really need from a material standpoint and that emotional support they can find at the pregnancy center. We were able to get pack and place them, we're able to get them resources, and so it really does help people to have hope when they see, I do have a choice to choose life. I do have that option because there's so many resource that, resources that we can give them to help them on their journey. And so building that relationship is really one of the most important things that we do at the Pregnancy Center. And so with that HOPE program, 
People can buy anything in the boutique, but also, like I said, car seats and strollers and anything that they would need materially. And I mentioned that emotional support, that is a huge thing that a lot of clients come in for. We're not licensed therapists, but we're there to listen and we're there to understand and help them walk through um, their decisions when it comes to pregnancy, but then also help them walk through parenting and everything that they have ahead of them. And we also love when they bring their little ones in and happens every day. We get to see babies and toddlers and it's a very fun job. Um, so that's just a little bit about what we do there. Um, but as far as, as you set, saw with the capital campaign, we feel it's very important that that building stay there just because the clients we do have, have they feel at home. They feel it's a lot of, a lot of them don't have stability in their lives. And so this is a place that can be stable, that can be safe. Um, and so I have uh, some, these are from the banquet we had, which the banquet was record numbers. Um, and so come back and see me and hear some of the statistics because our client base has more than almost doubled <laughs> since last year. So it's insane with how much we've provided, just increasing in the years. Um, and so as far as information you saw on the video, we're trying to raise 500000 for the building, um, and the capital campaign will end in May of 2024. Um, and so you can make a one-time pledge or you can pledge over three years. Um, and so, yeah, if you want more information on that, you can ask me. But as far as the offering goes, if you are wanting to give specifically to the capital campaign for the building, make sure to write on the envelope that it's for Northwoods Pregnancy Center and then for the building or capital campaign. Um, and if you're wanting to give more specifically to the general fund of just every all the operational costs and everything else that we're doing, um, you can do that as well. And we all always take donations. Um, one of the services we provide are monthly care packages, diapers and wipes. And so we always take diapers and wipes and um, new or gently used baby clothes and stuff like that. So you can always keep that in mind as well. Um, we're also doing a toy drive this year. So if you decide you want to get a couple extra toys and drop them off at the center, we'll take those as well. Um, and so I can give you more information about that at the back as well. Um, and yeah, I think... For right now, that'll be all that I'll share up here, but um, thank you for thinking of the Pregnancy Center, and yeah, I can have some more information in the back for you. And I will actually call up Rob Salmonson. So excited to hear the word he has to share. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Linnea very important 
message. Mary and I have been to Northwoods Pregnancy Center a number of times. Every one of us started out as little babes, right? Wanted by a mother and father, blessed by God. And some of us have changed to look much older now. <laughs> well, thank you all for coming, for joining us online. We just went through a Thanksgiving season. And that verse that talks about, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. But as Pastor Steve and Joyce have been sharing on Touchpoint lately, it's not just a season of giving thanks, it's a living of giving thanks. Thanks living, thank living. So I hope you've been watching Touchpoint also. Let's open with prayer. Father, we come before you today, dedicate this service to you, ask you to touch it, and to touch each one of us as your word goes forth, let it enter into us. Let us have those ears to hear and our spirits ready to receive what you have for us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Every preparation of, of a message comes with a little opposition from the enemy. Uh, I'll just say for whatever reason, this one seemed to to have a little bit more opposition, so I'm trusting that God will use it to minister to those he needs to minister to, which is myself included, of course. It was hard to know what to title it, so I titled it Gather or Gathering Fragments, and we'll be looking at that scripture here shortly. Those of you that had a nice big Thanksgiving meal, I'm guessing afterwards you had some fragments left over to gather up and to make use of, didn't you? Thank the Lord for his bounty to us. There's a story in John uh, chapter six that talks about a miraculous time when Jesus at the time had 5,000 plus people following him. It had been a few days and of course they were getting very hungry and they needed something to eat. Long story short, I'm sure you know the story. All that could be found in the whole crowd was a boy that had five small loaves of barley bread and a few small fish. Not the big fish like we catch in Minnesota, but just a few small ones. And Jesus, first giving thanks to the Father, multiplied those five loaves and few fish and fed 5,000 men plus women and children. What a miracle. What a miracle. And now let's look at John chapter 6, verse 12 together. It says, when the people were filled, Jesus said unto his disciples, and here's where the message starts to build. Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. And they gathered up like 12 baskets full, right? That's over and abundant, pressed down, shaken together, flowing over. It's a lot of excess, a lot of extra. See, Jesus wants us to utilize the miracles, this was a miracle that he performed there. He wants us to utilize the miracles and the leftover miracles 
that he has given us. He doesn't want us to waste them. That's just being responsible and exercising wisdom. He's given to us an overflowing abundance so that we can bless others. And his word, his holy word, that's our food for daily sustenance. You know, you think of the time when Jesus met the woman at the well, and he says, well, you drink of this water, you'll thirst again. But if you drink of the living water that comes from him, you'll never thirst again. Well, I think that's true, physical bread. We eat physical food, and we need to eat again. But when we eat of the spiritual food, of the word of God, how much more life grows in us and how much better that is for both, uh, for all of us to utilize both the physical water, the spiritual water, the physical food, and the spiritual food. But notice here, let's maybe put that up again, John 6, verse 12. The word doesn't say, gather up the fragments that nothing be wasted, but rather it says that nothing be lost. Now, there are some translations that do use the word wasted, and there are several translations that use the word lost. So, what to do? Because there's a little different meaning behind them. So I looked it up in the original language, and that word lost, and picture this, now Jesus telling his disciples, gather up the fragments so that nothing be lost. What really is he saying here? Could there be more than just, I don't want the food to go to waste? Could there be more here? Perhaps. This is what the word means in the original language. It means to be destroyed, to lose, to perish, to die, to be ruined, and it comes from the word, the, the what's, what's the, <laughs> can't think of the right word, not prefix, but the root word. The root word means death, destruction, punishment. You see, God does not want his miracles that he has given us, his blessings, his giftings that he has given us over the years. He doesn't want those to be lost, to perish, and to die. So how do we keep it alive? We exercise them. Exercise those gifts that he's given us. Well, a few months ago when I was, first came across John 6, 12, it stirred up in me kind of an additional calling for us that we ourselves, we need to gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost in our lives. See, each of us individually, or as a family, or as a church, we may have areas over the years that have softened, maybe fragmented off over the many years, and they need to be gathered up again to return us to wholeness. Perhaps we become like that sheep that wandered off from the safety of the master's arms. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He, the good shepherd, he goes out, he searches for those sheep that have wandered, have fragmented off 
from the flock, calling them to come home. Perhaps, at one time or another in our lives, perhaps now, we've had relationships that are fragmented with friends, parents, spouse, Mary is, I'm okay, okay, whew. Kids, or maybe even a brother or sister in Christ. Satan is always trying to divide and fragment us. In 1 Corinthians, oh, chapters one and three, we see how the believers were fragmented over who they followed. You know what Paul said though those believers were? He said they were carnal and like babes in Christ because they had envy and strife, divisions and factions. Sounds like fragmentation to me going on. Because some of them said, I am a Paul, while others said, I follow Apollos. Another group said, we like Cephas. And yet another group says, we follow Christ. Paul reminded them that it's one person that plants, it's another person that waters, but it is God, it is God that gives the increase. To God be the glory. Sometimes our own hearts become fragmented or divided in our walk with the Lord. Have you ever had a fragmented or a broken heart? Psalm 147.3 tells us that Jesus came to heal the broken in heart and to bind up or to make whole their wounds. When we get a wound on a finger, which I guess the Lord wanted to give me a real life example, so about a week ago that happened to me. We're pretty quick to take care of it, to bind it up with a bandage. Well, likewise, we should be quick to mend broken hearts, our own or others. How? Hmm. Well, the best words of, that I can come up with for you is to ask God to seek his face, seek ye first his kingdom, meditate in his word, and to put into practice loving one another as God loves us. Gather up the fragments. Gather up the fragments to make ourselves whole again. And let's take a look at 1 Corinthians together, chapter 12, verse 26. It says, and whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. See, when we are physically wounded, our natural body seems to focus on getting that wounded part better. If we see a brother in Christ physically wounded, we want to help them or ask them about it. Oh, why you weren't a sling? What happened? Or you're on crutches. What happened? We have compassion. We want to help if we can. And so also it should be spiritually speaking. If there are spiritual wounds, we should focus on trying to make the body whole again, the body of Christ. We should strive to nurture and heal those among us who have been wounded either physically or spiritually. And a good way to start this process is to grow in our love toward one another and to just be a friend to someone in need. 
God's supernatural blessings and giftings in your life should be gathered up. I said, God's supernatural giftings and blessings in your life, your life, those of you watching online, should be gathered up. Don't let them go to waste. Don't let them fragment off. Don't let them die. And then use those giftings to help others who have their turns in the valleys of life. 2 Corinthians 5.18 tells us that God has given to us, to you, the ministry of reconciliation. We are to look for the wandering sheep who may have fragmented off from the herd, and we are to help them back home. But how will these sheep know us? Well, let's look at John together. John 13, verse 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. We have to have love when we are reaching out to those wandering sheep. Sincere love. And Ephesians 4, 3 tells us that we are to endeavor or to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. But we also, you know, we must appear, not just appear to be, we must actually be genuine to those we are trying to help. Let's look at Luke together. Chapter 6, verse 41, Numeric and Standard Bible. It says, why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? You can't help but chuckle at this verse and relate to it, every one of us at times, when the Lord humbles us and reminds us that we maybe have a beam or a log in our own eye. How is it my vision can be so good to see a little speck in your eye from here, but I can't notice the big log that's sticking out of my own eye? We need ourselves, ourselves, ourselves to be seeking first his kingdom, to cleanse our own hands, to purify our own hearts, then we should humbly follow God's leading in calling out to those who are wandering or who have fragmented off. It's time to come home, lost sheep. Time to come home. We need you. I'm not trying to fix you. I'm saying we need you. You have giftings. You have talents. You have abilities. I don't have. We need you in the body of Christ. What happened? Consider the height that you were once at that you've fallen from and you've wandered off. Come on back. Let's look at Isaiah together, chapter 53, verse 6. It says, all we... Everybody say, all we, all we. Does that include you? Does it include the person next to you, the folks watching online? It even includes me. Okay, I admit it. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord God hath laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity 
of us all. There's a verse, oh, Jeremiah 50, verse 6, at the end of it, it tells us that God's people, if you're listening, God's people, that's us, right? His sheep have forgotten their resting place. God's people have forgotten their resting place. I mean, think about it. You know when you've been most at rest in life, and it's been when you've been closest to the Lord. That's your resting place. Stop wandering away from the flock, from the closeness of being with the Lord. A couple of our songs this morning tied right in with that. Don't forget your resting place. We have that opportunity to enter his resting place. Indeed, we have a promise to enter his rest that he has for us. So let's be moving in that direction and not wandering away from it. Down in the Twin Cities last summer, came a, I don't know, came to an area that had some temporary fencing up and some, it was kind of a little hilly hillside with some trees and a lot of grass and weeds. And they had a bunch of goats in there and little signs. Goats are here to eat the weeds. Sheep will eat weeds too, by the way. But this happened to be goats at the time. And the sign said this helps protect the grassy areas and the pastures from being overrun with weeds. Nobody wants a pasture full of weeds, right? Well, picture for a moment, if you would, the church as a pasture and ourselves as hungry sheep. We are tasked with maintaining the pasture, the church, through a spiritual weed control program. But first, but first, God desires to make us weed free and whole. Then he can better use us to minister to others whom have had the devil chipping away at them and causing fragments to their lives. We've all been at that uh, We've all had that chisel coming after us, haven't we, time from time, trying to chip away, chip away, chip away. Well, remember, God wants us to gather up those good fragments that we, that we once had, that we still have in the Lord, but we've kind of wandered away from them. Well, he wants us to gather them up again, put our lives back together, not to leave any of his miracles or his blessings behind but to use the power of his miracles and blessings when we reach out to others, when we call out again to those wandering sheep, come home, come home. A member of our congregation for many years, and a church board member, many of you will remember him, Al Bontrager, when he would share sometimes uh, a message from up front here, he liked to refer to a good old-time hymn written in 1874 by Knowles Shaw called Bringing in the Sheaves. And here's a couple of verses from that song talking about sowing seeds now. Sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontide and the dewy eve, waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping. We shall come rejoicing bringing in the sheaves. 
sowing in the sunshine, sowing in the shadows, fearing neither clouds nor winter's chilling breeze. By and by the harvest and the labor ended. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Steve was sharing up front about gardens, his love for gardening, and his dad who is in heaven waiting for the rest of us, and his love for gardening also. And Steve made the comment that he really believes he will be gardening with his dad up in heaven. Amen. Well, as soon as Steve said that, I was sitting in the back there, and right away, just right away, so I knew I had to share it with Steve afterwards, and I did. It was, it was like I could hear his dad, Jerry, uh, asking the question to Steve, Steve, what seeds will you be bringing with you to the garden? And instantly, it was as though I was looking through Steve's eyes. He was right up here looking at the congregation, and I saw seeds, seeds that you would be bringing with you. And not just these seeds, but the seeds of all those that have congregated for the 40-plus years that Pastor Steve has been sharing here. Amen. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. Let's look at Psalm 126, verse 6 together. It says, He that goes forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, Weepeth. I'm just going to pause there. What's that mean to you? He's he that goes forth and weeps. Maybe they have a contrite, a humble heart, a genuine love for the person they are bearing forth the seed to. Shall doubtless, no doubt about it, folks, they'll come again with rejoicing, bringing their sheaves his sheaves with him. And let's look at Galatians now, chapter 6, verse 9. It encourages us to not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we might reap. No, we shall reap. We shall reap. We shall reap if we faint not. So let us strive to follow God and not grow weary in sowing those seeds of kindness, genuine love and kindness to others. Let's be working together to enter into his rest as we gather up our fragments and come home to him. Come home to him. Doug, are we ready? Since it's easier for me to move rather than to have all you start wandering away, we're just going to do a little demonstration here. Come on home, sheep. Come on home. We need you. Come on back. You're wandering too far. Come on home, sheep. Come on home. Where are you going? There's rest here. Rest for your soul. Safety. Come on back. 
lost sheep. Where are you? Over here? No, don't go that direction. It's not safe for you. Come on home. So you see, the farther we wander off, the harder it is to hear the master's voice when he's calling us. The scripture says today, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today is the time to turn back, to find that rest you've been looking for, to gather up those things, uh, those blessings of God that maybe have fallen off or soured, maybe gotten a little moldy over time. So gather them up and return to him. He wants us in rest and in peace. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your endless compassion, your endless calling out to us your endless love for us, Lord. And why, why all we like sheep at times go astray? I don't know. But we want to come home, Lord. We want to come home to you. We want to be at rest again. And we know from the good times past that we are most at rest when we are closest to you. So help us to make that decision today in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Doug, you want to start up this direction? Thank you for exercising that teaching gift again this morning at the Lord. Given to you. See, that's the teaching. Gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. And, uh, okay, there's Doug. You got your mic there, too. You know, I, I thought of, you can come on this side, the fragmented lives, and we had a group from our church family <clears throat> We would have minister this week, the Rocks, along with the Dudleys, and Doug was there, and uh, he was sharing with me a little bit about that this morning. You talk about fragmented lives being ministered to. Why don't you just give us a little idea of what happened there, Doug? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to summarize here, but uh, I'll do my best. I'm sure Kent will share more on the 24th when he's here in about three weeks, so. Yes. Um, but there's so many testimonies to give. We were in Jamestown at the um, medium, security, medium security penitentiary there in North Dakota, and then we also went to, um, uh, excuse me, Bismarck. Um, and that's a minimum, sorry, a minimum, a medium, and a maximum security. So there's a mixture of all of those different levels of prisoners um, that were able to come as long as they were on good behavior and stuff. So. Um, we were able to um, perform and minister to pretty large groups um, in Jamestown. It was about um, 85 to 90 men. It was actually a pretty big group. Um, and then in Bismarck, it was an even bigger group. I think there was somewhere around 100 there. Not, a, not totally sure on that. Um, but it was such a blessing. Uh, the, 
the reception, the open hearts uh, to receive what, what God was doing there was incredible. Uh, it was way beyond my expectation. Um, when you go into a place like that, a lot of the time you think there's just going to be a bunch of hardened um, hearts that aren't willing to receive. But I'm here to tell you, it is, it, it, that is not the case. Um, God was moving big time. Um, and to go along with what Rob was saying a little bit, um, as an encouragement to use the gifts that God's given you, let those gifts put you in a place where you can love people. Um, the thing that I think ministered the most to the prisoners that we found wasn't our gifts necessarily. It was God's love. Um, on the way out, the warden of uh, Bismarck uh, looked at us, and he just kind of was shaking his head, kind of leaning on the wall there. And he's like, why are you guys here? <laughs> he said, you're, you're from so far away. It's such a long drive. He, I don't believe he's a believer yet. He was there through the whole concert, though, so we're, we're praying for him. Um, but he, he was just confused, like, why are you here to, you know, do this? You're not getting paid. This, this doesn't make any sense. He was, there's kind of a confusion there. Um, but we gave him a very clear answer. It's because it's God's love for these people. Um, and, and, yeah, it was just an incredible opportunity to be a part of, so. Yeah, so last time we were at Bismarck, um, there was two men that came to help us set up and tear down. Um, they were on really good behavior, so they were able to do that. One of them, his name is Stefan, and the other one, his name is Simon. Super awesome guys. Uh, one of them for sure is a believer. The other one, not quite sure yet. Um, but um, Peter, or, sorry, uh, Stefan, the one, uh, he wasn't planning on coming, and we didn't necessarily know that yet. Um, but Kent asked one of the guards for him to come because we had a little bit of time before we started. So they called for him on the radio, and he came expecting to, um, you know, do a little bit of work or that he was in trouble, right? They don't always know. And he came in the room, and it was just our band standing there, and he walks in, and he just was like, why, why am I here? <laughs> and we said, we just, we called for you. We wanted to talk to you. We wanted to see you. And he said, you got to be kidding me. Me? You, you wanted to talk to me? <laughs> I mean, he was just blown away. He, he started crying, um, and he was just really touched that we wanted to. <laughs> We just wanted to see him. We were wondering where he was. He wasn't planning on coming. Um, so if Kent hadn't asked about him, I don't think he would have been there. So he, he ended up staying the whole time. And um, Kent's testimony really, um, I think, impacted uh, everyone in the room, including the staff, which is pretty great. So the prison, so do you want to go again? Absolutely, yeah. I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back to prison, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I want to go back to prison maybe in a little different way than... Uh, you know, what, what Paul went to prison for. Um, you know, Paul had a lot of prison ministry as well, but it was a little different, I think, than, yeah, <laughs> than yes. what we were doing. So. so why don't you just lead us in prayer, Doug, for kind of covering Rob's message there for the fragmented pieces, the lost sheep, or all that, just kind of a covering prayer there for all that, if you would, yeah. as we close today. Yeah, God, thank you so much for Rob's message this morning. I pray that you would open our hearts, Lord, and, and show us that no matter how far away we are from you or how distant or faint your voice sounds, Lord, that we would, uh, we would still hear it. We would uh, get in a, a quiet place where we can hear your voice, even if it is quiet, and we can respond. And there is no distance that is too far for us to return, and there is no special or magical or impossible thing that we have to do to get back 
close to you, Lord, that you've already done that, that you put us in a place where we can receive your forgiveness and be right back in, in perfect relationship with you, God. Um, so we thank you for that, Lord, and I pray that you would just soften everyone's heart, Lord, um, and that uh, we would just see that there's a, just an amazing number of people around us every day, God, that need your love and that we can just give that love, Lord. You've, you've filled us with your love, and we can just give it out to everyone around us every day, Lord. Thank you, God. Yes, yes, yes. And everyone in agreement said amen. 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 So Linnea is going to be in the foyer. Remember, to, the offerings, uh, make sure you mark it on, on the envelope, either capital fund or general fund for North, North, uh, North Woods, North Woods uh, Pregnancy Center. If you didn't remember this week, you can put it in next week too. So, and remember there's, yes, thank you. And remember there's a fellowship meal also, and if anyone would like prayer, please come forward. We'll be here to pray with you. Hallelujah.